The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the second chapter. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need and was hungry, he and those who were with him? How he entered the house of God in the time of Abiathar the high priest and ate the bread of the presence, which it is not lawful for any but the priests to eat, and also gave it to those who were with him. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. This may turn out to be bad for business, but you should know that if you skip church on Sunday, your weekend gets really, really, really long. Suddenly you are eligible for all sorts of weekend hotel deals, book two nights, get the third night free, and a lake house makes more sense. And you can even sign up for more travel soccer if you actually think your family can take more travel soccer. So what is the point of being here at church today? All sorts of books have been written about that in the last 20 years, trying to reclaim the Sabbath as a day of quiet and rest. And that is good. If you sleep with your cell phone on next to your bed, then you stand convicted. You are a perfect example of what these books have been against. Any doctor will tell you that the 24-hour assault of pings and conference calls and overtime and Bitcoin markets and blue waves and email is just not good for you. And there is a long history of quiet and rest in the Christian tradition as well. It is very hard to listen to God if you are always talking, if you are always doing something, if you are always on. Even the Pharisees make that point in the gospel appointed for today. Hey, Jesus, you and your disciples should have packed your lunch for today yesterday. While Jesus is all for quiet and rest, today he suggests that the Sabbath may be about something even bigger. The Sabbath, says Jesus, is about need. Verse 25, have you never read what David did when he was hungry and in need? He broke the law. He ate the priest's bread. So what do you Pharisees say about that? And what do you all say about that? And about hotel deals and lake houses and travel soccer? Here is what Jesus says. To Jesus... The Sabbath is much more like being squirted out of a 3D printer than floating down the Fox River in an inner tube. 
Or to put it another way, you are here today so that God can go to work on you. You are here today so that God can make something out of you. When Jesus says, the Sabbath was made for man, Jesus means that the Sabbath was made to make something out of you, to heal you and form you and cure you and shape you as a child of God. And the kicker is that when God goes to work on you, when God makes something out of you, when God makes you into what you were always meant to be, then all your needs are met and you go quiet and your restless heart can finally get some rest. For the Sabbath to make sense, you need to know the whole story and the story goes like this. Jesus made you. Jesus made you from love and Jesus made you for love. Jesus made you to fall in love with him and with each other. And his perfect love leaves us quiet and still and perfectly satisfied. As the scriptures say, perfect love casts out fear. Of course, all of that was lost when we chose to turn the story upside down, to love ourselves more than God, and to think more of ourselves than we think of other people. It was a very bad move because none of us has enough love to keep the world turning. That move kinked the universe. It wounded us and everybody else. And over the years we grew angry and afraid and selfish and restless. And we stopped thinking about what God wants from us and what others need from us. But the Sabbath is meant to cure all of that, to forgive everything, and to clean us up and put us back together again as whole individuals in a divine community, or more simply as God's happy children in the church. So each week, Jesus invites us here to love us, as St. Augustine once said, as if there was only one of us. When Jesus splashed us and named us in baptism, he washed us up and pulled us back into the family. When Jesus listened to you today as you knelt down to confess, he forgave everything. All that horrible stuff you've done, you should leave it here today and go home without it. And in a moment when Jesus holds the host up in front of you, the body of Christ, and then puts it on your tongue, there is no doubt that you're the one being healed and formed and cured and shaped and made into a child of God. And if you understand that story, and really, it is the only story there is, 
It is the only story in the history of the world. If you understand that story, that you were lost and now you're found, that you were dead and now you're alive, then you understand why you need a Sabbath. You can't get real quiet and real rest anywhere else. Because anywhere else does not have what you need. And apparently God thinks you can only last about a week before you go off and do something really stupid, before you need a tune-up. So each week he opens for business and here he goes to work on you. Of course this does not mean that you have to give up the lake house or weekends away or travel soccer. But it also doesn't mean that you can skip church and be unaffected. That's why we have the Holy Eucharist here every day but Monday. So that you never fall outside your seven-day warranty period. And if you always greet the Sabbath with joy, you will find that the Sabbath will meet your deepest needs. The proof will fill up your needy heart with quiet and rest, now and for eternity. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.